He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require from you, but to do justice, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Well, good morning. We continue to dig a little bit deeper into Micah 6.8 and the second requirement that God puts upon us, which is this loving mercy or kindness. And Andrew expressed yesterday about this Hebrew word, and we saw that it can be translated as mercy, as compassion or kindness, love, grace, faithfulness. These are all ways that you can interpret this word uh, in this Hebrew word. And so as we look at it today, we're going to look at this, this loving uh, mercy or loving kindness. And when God, when this word is used for God, it often describes his mercy, his compassion, his kindness. We, we talk about the, the, the loving kindness of God. Um, and, and so it describes this, this kindness that is actually not an ordinary kindness, but it's a extraordinary kindness. And that's the difference. The difference between a kindness in which we will do um, and every day or a kindness that's extraordinary. So what is that difference? How can we define that? Well, one could define it as extending oneself and resources beyond the comfort into areas where it costs us something. So let me say that again. When we define extraordinary kindness, it is defined as when we extend oneself and or resources to a place where it takes us out of our comfort zone and into areas that it costs us something. When we begin this type of definition, we look at it this way, we will see that it will be different for all of us depending on where we're at in life. Uh, one of the examples that I like to use is Luke. It's Luke 21, and it's verses 1 to 4. And you can look that up. But it's there that we see this story that Jesus, um, we read, where there's this widow that comes to give to the church. And there's also this rich man that gives to the church, and, and he gives a pile of riches. And yet this, this widow gives this little amount. But it was actually all that she had. And, and Jesus, Jesus is saying, which one is given the most? Well, it's the woman who has given um, to the place that it cost her something. And so in order for this rich man to really equal her giving, even though he's given probably 10, 100 times more than what she put in, he would have to give to the point where it actually cost him something. See, that's what extraordinary kindness is, that it comes to the place that it actually cost you and I something in what we do and how we act. So I want to look at this loving kindness. And... Um, this action that, that, that you and I will engage in, it, it, it moves us from doing something good to doing something that ex is extraordinarily good. So it moves us from doing something good to something that is extraordinarily good, which when we do that, it really equals into an eternal good. You know, people all around us 
in this world we live in. They do good for people in need, and I am glad they do. It's really God, the God way. God designed us to live in community, and as we live in community, we help those around us. But Jesus has called us to a higher calling, and I want to look at some scripture. It's Luke chapter 6, 32 to 36, and here's where Jesus ups the level. And so let's read together uh, this passage. It says, if you love those who love you, what benefit is it to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is it to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those for whom you expect to receive, what credit is to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same. And then he says in verse 35, But love your enemy and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. So if we unpack that a little bit, the first thing is, is if you love and do good and lend to people around you that are like you, that's what the common person does. The person who doesn't follow Jesus, the person who is a sinner, as is described here, what benefit is it to you that you do what everybody else does? This is what those that don't follow Jesus do. And so he says there's a much higher calling. The higher calling is to love your enemies, to love those who don't love you, to do good and to lend to those in which you expect nothing in return. So what does loving your neighbor look like? You know, my father actually taught me this when, when I was uh, a young boy. And uh, uh, we, uh, we had a bus driver who, well, she really wasn't very kind at all. She never talked to us. The only time that she would talk to us is if your foot was kind of out in the aisle and she would come onto the intercom and she would say, your, Scott, your foot is in the aisle. And you'd look up and you would, you know, please remove it from the aisle. And you, you, would, you, <laughs> you would remove it. Well, as kids, we made fun of her. And we would call her the grumpy old bus driver. And we might have had a few other names <laughs> that we said or mentioned about her. Well, my dad got wind of this. And one day he spoke to me about it. And he said to me, you know, son, instead of making fun of your bus driver, why don't you try to be kind to her? He said, try this. Every day you get on the bus, you look at her and you say, good morning, Mrs. Benson. I hope you have a nice day. And he said, give her a great big smile and be sincere about it. And then when you get off the bus at the end of the day, you say to her, good evening, Mrs. Benson. I hope you have a good evening. Well, what did I have to lose? My dad was pretty smart, I figured. So I started to do this. I tried it. And at first, I got no reaction from her. Really, there was nothing. But then as the week went on, I would say good morning to her and she'd give me a smile. I got off the bus and one time she said, well, thank you, Scott. And she gave me another smile. Well, you know, I was diligent for about two weeks in doing this. And then 
Well, as kids do, third week comes and I totally forget about it. It's Monday morning and I get on the bus and I start to walk past her and she calls out my name and I freeze and I look over to her and she says, did you forget something? And so quickly, I mentally went through my list. I got my backpack, uh, let's see, I got my lunch, I got my homework, oh yeah. And then I remembered. I looked at her and I said, good morning, Mrs. Benson. I hope you have a good day. And she looked at me and she said, good morning, Scott. I hope you have a good day too. You know, my dad was right. There is something about showing kindness to those who are hard to show kindness to, to love those that are hard to love. Now, she wasn't really being mean to me. She wasn't picking on me. She wasn't being a bully to me. And I've had those cases, and I can tell you that this example that my dad gave me is something I have tried to practice in my life, even today as an adult. You know, the other part says do good and lend without expecting anything in return. I think this is a hard one. I think our natural implication is, is that we do something for return. I mean, we work so that we get a paycheck, right? Uh, we get upset if we do something for somebody and they don't even say thank you to us. We forget it is that, that we forget this, that our time, our talent, and our treasure belong to God. Our time, our talent, and our treasure belong to God. And God can choose to spend it any way He wants. If He wants us to spend our time, our talent, our treasure, our emotional, our love, whatever it is, on people who do not respect us, who do not love us, who will not do anything in return, then that's what He chooses to do with His resource. We are His resource, our time, our talent, and our treasure. You know, this doesn't mean that when somebody does something kind to us, that we don't express a gratefulness and say thank you. What it means is, is that if we are not serving and helping others with open hands, we will miss what God is doing. God is working in everyone's life. That means even the people who are enemies, He is working in. And I don't want to be part of interfering with the kingdom of God. I want to be part of the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus flips everything on its head. As he says, to be a follower of Jesus, there's a different way. He speaks about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God does it differently. And the kingdom of God is here now. This is the way of a Jesus follower. We love, we serve, we help not simply the ones we choose who are easy, but we do for the unlovable and the undesirable. That is God's call upon our lives. I am challenged by these words. I like to, to choose to love kindness in the safe way. I want to give, I want to help, I want to serve, I want to love those who will appreciate it. But Jesus is speaking from a place of knowledge. For he himself was surrounded by a great multitude of enemies. Yet he loved them to death, literally, as he loved me as I was a sinner. That's why in Romans 5.8, he says that Christ, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Or Ephesians 2 says, you were once dead in your trespasses and sin. Micah speaks about the call or requirement God has for those who follow him. One of three requirements is, the love, is, is this 
loving kindness or this loving mercy. Jesus takes this requirement and fleshes it out by saying loving kindness means to ultimately love your enemy. So here's what I want you to do. Grab a piece of paper. Yeah, right now, grab a piece of paper and grab a pen or a pencil, something to write with. And I'd like you to pause this and, and ask yourself this question, who is my enemy? And write down that name. Maybe, maybe there's more than one name, but who would be my enemy? Who would be somebody that is hard to love? It may not be your enemy, it may be somebody that's hard to love. So I want you to pause right now. Let's put it into practice. Okay, so hopefully God brought before you a name of somebody maybe that's hard to love. And so if you're daring enough, then here's what I would encourage you to do. Pray this prayer. Pray this, God, I need your help in loving those I have written down on this piece of paper. You hear that? Lord, I need your help. It is not, Lord, I need to love them more, I, but instead, Lord, I need your help in loving them. I need your love to love them. I need your mercy to show mercy to them. I need your kindness to show kindness to them. Let's pray today. Simply this, I need you, God. I was once an enemy of the cross. You loved me. I need your Holy Spirit to show me how to love those around me, even my enemies. Amen.